Welcome to the Vanilla to Vixen podcast. This show contains adult content, so if you are under 18 or easily offended, please switch off now. Mr. and Mrs. N are not qualified relationship counsellors. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Now the disclaimer is out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy our journey from Vanilla to Vixen. Episode 80, Big 8-0 of Vanilla to Vixen. We are your hosts, Mr. and Mrs. N, and we're also known as... The Naughty Couple. Hello, Mrs. N. Hello, Mr. N. It's big, it's a big, big week all round, really. It is a big week all round. We've got the Chinese New Year party at Vanilla to Vixen. We have, which is on, well, it's tomorrow. I know, it's tomorrow night. And Liberty Elite. Yeah. And I like my sex like I like my Chinese food. Really? Hot, oily and delivered to my door. (laughs) Talking of which... Talking of which, yes. Uh, did you hear about about the, uh, the the chap who employed a Chinese man to work at his company? No. And the Chinese man went, you know, I'm not feeling too well. I can't come into work. So the man who owned the company said, well, he said, when I don't feel well, he said, I just, you know, have sex with my wife. He said, try it out and see how you get on. And the Chinese man then went to work the next day. He said, it's very good. He said, you have a nice house. <laughs> I feel you've upped your game, Mr. Anne. Is that because I had such a good response from last week's joke? I've had to do a bit of work. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I've had to do a bit of work. Oh dear, oh dear. That was very good, very good. Voice, it's a, we've got a packed show. We have. We've got a brand new guest that we've never had on before. Yeah called Shannon. We do. So Shannon's coming on. Uh, she describes herself, well, I don't know if she does describe herself as a unicorn. I'm not sure. Uh, she, yeah, I mean, she, I think I think she, she doesn't mind being called a unicorn, but no. she's never called herself a unicorn, but she is a single female. So yes, for those that don't know, sometimes single ladies in the lifestyle are described as a unicorn. Yeah. Because they're mystical creatures, magical with horns. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Had to make the last bit up. I just don't know. Um, and yes, we're speaking to Shannon a little bit later on. Yeah. But in the meantime, I think we've got a couple that want to ask Roxy a question. I think they do. So let's ask Roxy. And now joining us from that very special secret lair. <laughs> I nearly said. I nearly said back cave then. <laughs> It could well be. Well, she's a superhero to us. Oh, she is. It's Roxy. <laughs> Hi. Hello, my lovely. How are you? We're good. Yeah, we're, we're good. good. We're, we're, good we're, all, we're all getting ready for our big Vanilla to Vixen Chinese New Year party tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. Gosh, it, it seems to come around really quickly all of a sudden. It's the big one. I've been I've I've been stuffing red red envelopes today. I wonder what you were going to say then. <laughs> no, me. I've got to stuff myself into a dress. I don't know how I'm going to manage that yet because I haven't tried it on. But <laughs> I just I'm really looking forward to seeing people's outfits and yeah, you know which way they've decided to go. So Mr. N's outfit turned out to be a bit of a disaster. The first one. The first one. <laughs> um, so we had to order him something else. If there are any single gentlemen, well, no, not single gentlemen, there's no single gentleman allowed on a Saturday. But if there are any gentlemen and part of couples who are still looking for a shirt, I've got one. It's, it was advertised as an XL, XXL, but it's more like um, a, a, large. Le- a Lego man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put it this way. It, it, yeah, it, it was a bit like. Oh no, the, no, that's just. I can't say that. That sounds awful. I don't know what you're going to say. Was, I was. You can cut this out. But I was going to say it's like you know when you get those joints of beef that have got the string round them. What? <laughs> I'm going to leave it in to show people what you have to put up with. <laughs> 
looks like me doing rope play. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's getting worse. Oh We're gonna have to move on to, to the to the to the question quickly. I do apologise, darling. That's you know, alright. You know, I, I love needed you. to say I have got a proper outfit that does fit me. Which well. I think is a better option. You look you look flipping brilliant in it. Uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to look <laughs> awesome. Anyway, so Roxy, obviously since people have heard that you're back, we are being flooded with questions for you. It, it's, like, it's, it's like Santa's Grotto in November here. <laughs> Is that right? All the, all the letters arriving for Roxy. <laughs> uh, it's what I'd say. It's good to be back. And you know me, if I can help anybody, I will. Bless you. I think we've got we've got a question today from a brand new couple to the we scene. We have. So they are known as T and G. Okay. Um so I don't know whether that's like a cup of tea and gin or T and G. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like an insurance company or something. I'm not sure. Bless them. Well, and they have written, Hi Roxy, we are a married couple new to the scene. We've attended three events now, including the fabulous Vanilla to Vixen night. Oh bless you. Our issue is we are not sure how to indicate to another couple that we really fancy them and would and would be open to moving things to the playroom. We are still a little nervous for the big open playroom, so feel a more intimate foursome might be the best way to start a full swap. Is this where we are going wrong? Should we just put our big pants on and try the big playroom? Thanks in advance. Well, firstly, I was going to talk about taking the big pants off to go in the playroom, but that's probably something I'm not sure. I wonder if I could sew him my shirt. <laughs> Perhaps not. Um, I mean, it, it is, it's always hard when you first start out and you never know really what to say to people. Um, I think I would suggest, and, and again, it depends on whether whether the hot tub is, is your kind of thing, but... Just sort of, if you're talking to a couple that you're interested in, just say, "Would you fancy? We're thinking about going and have a dip. Do you fancy coming with us?" That, that and then to take us. it from there. Yeah, that, that, no, that did happen to us actually, and it is quite a nice way of of kind of sort of breaking the ice and yeah. getting the kind of flirtiness going because on. Because it's and... taking it to a more sexy environment. Exactly. But you kind yeah. of going away from just a straight social environment, a little bit more sexy, but you're not kind of putting yourself out there and directly asking anything are you that's it you know and if and if you get an indication that maybe things might be progressing as you're in the tub then say would well, you fancy seeing if there's a private room mm. and seeing whether you know that 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 could be something or it could be that do you fancy like seeing if there's a bed over you know if there's a bed somewhere Very good. um but i think starting off by moving like you say from social into something a little bit more sexy by by going in the hot tub then you kind of more it's an indication to the to the couple that you you may be interested in, in more yeah. because you've asked them to to take that step with you um and then just sort of play it by ear really That's a I, very spe- good I suppose you could also do because depending on which event you go into sometimes the hot tub can get a little bit busy ah but then if, can. The, if the hot tub's busy then you can say oh the hot tub's busy should we, so, just should take we look for a, a yeah, private room that's what i was about to say yes. mr m before you came bulldozing in and nicking my line exactly i'm a bulldozer <laughs> in a situation like this. <laughs> yeah absolutely again it's, that's a really good idea in terms of let's you know this is we can't do this but can we should we do that do you fancy this just and just don't be afraid to if they turn around and say no don't that may not be against you it might not be mm. anything about you guys it might be just that that particular couple are not planning on playing hmm. it might be that a particular couple don't like hot tubs um it might be that they've already signed something like set something up with somebody else yeah so just you know be prepared to get a no because hmm. there's always that expectation you know there should never be an expectation that people want to play with you yes in the same way that um you shouldn't be expected to play with other people yeah so just be mindful that that, that might come along then you might get yeah. a no but you take it on the chin and you go Oh, that's think, fine, and then you do carry on the conversation, or you go and find someone else to talk to, or whatever. But at least you've made the the, the step, and you know. And I think as well, I think you make a really good point there because I think direct rejection when you're a brand new couple we all know how difficult that can be we, we can all, we can't brush over it but for some reason in life we always seem to remember the negative comments about us and we always forget the good ones don't we yeah mm-hmm. always always it's so much easier to remember the bad things so it's yeah i totally agree whereas if you're kind of saying to somebody do you want to join us in the hot tub 
and they say, no, it's not for us, thank you. It's not quite so direct, is it? It's not such a, such a quite direct rejection yeah. as saying, you know, do you want to come with us to a private room or whatever? Exactly. It, it yeah. somehow feels more in, open. So, yeah, that's, yeah, easier and Probably easier. Probably doesn't yeah. feel such a, a big step to go from the social area to then a room yeah. or a bed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of like the... But even the in, gentle in between. Even in your head, you're not you're not kind of making that direct um, sort of play for 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 a personal or a private play with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and I think different people handle rejection in different ways as well, don't they? Like I know, as what I fondly call as a spicy person, um, my my brain automatically goes into a negative place. So if somebody says, if, if I feel rejected in any way, whether it's club environment, whether it's a home environment, whether it's work environment, my brain always goes into a, well, that's just because you're rubbish or, you know, mm. whatever, you know, you start sort of looking at, at it in a negative way. Yeah. But that's just, I know that because that's how my brain works. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, so it's just knowing that you should never take offence by somebody saying no in a club environment because you don't know their reasons it's probably it could be nothing to do with you guys it could be their own you know it could be a particular week for the lady you don't but they're there for a social so you you never know so you're saying saying that me just sort of going in the car park and having a little cry is not (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's gonna they always nose always like when you feel rejected it always stings a little bit yeah but it's just trying to remember that it's not it's not always about you know just because somebody's rejected or said no to a particular thing it might just be that they had other plans that they were thinking about something else that, that it's, you know, it's not necessarily a, a rejection to you personally. Yes. It yeah. might be the circumstances. So it's always, and, and don't take that one no as, well, we may as well just give up because, yeah. you know, you know you may go to a particular club and not get any play at all um, other than what you do yourselves. Don't take that as nobody wants to play with us because it yeah. could be the particular night, it could be the circumstances, it could just it could be a number of things. I, th- I, think, um, I think they do mention, don't they, that they've not yet kind of wandered into the big room. No. And, and one thing that we've often found is perhaps sometimes in the social area, there'll be no one in, in the social area that that kind of initially perhaps you, you, you want to play with, but then just going in there yourselves can sometimes lead lead to something completely different happening. Yeah, go and have a watch. Go and, you know, go and have a look and see if there's a corner of a bed somewhere. Mm. Ask if people are using the bed. Ask if they wouldn't mind if you just perched on the corner of the bed and watch what's going on. And just, you know, that in itself can be really hot anyway. Mm. Um, and you don't know where it's going to lead from there. Um, and, you, you know, you have people have preconceived, you know, ideas of what that big playroom looks like, especially on a busy night. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're adamant that especially looking at libs for example the middle bed we always say it's not a free-for-all it gets very busy um it does in particular events it gets very very busy um but you know all the way through consent is is the the key to everything and but there's nothing to stop you from going and sitting and watching as long as you don't crowd people as long as you sort of keep make sure you're keeping space uh between you and other people playing if, if you're not involved in their play um there's nothing to stop you watching and then you know you might get in the mood and who knows what would what happen and who knows may invite you into their into their situation so don't yeah try not to try not to think about it too much That's so and true. just just sort of go go with the flow and uh, and definitely don't take a no as anything insulting or personal because it just it could be the circumstances there you go tng excellent advice from roxy absolutely thank you so much my lovely welcome i will see you tomorrow you will do we are so excited can't wait can't wait (laughs) and and i believe liberty elite has prepared a beautiful chinese finger buffet Ooh, fabulous! We've got a bit of English food and some Chinese as well. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to make a, an extra special dash to get all the prawn crackers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll race you for the prawn crackers. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot wait to see you, Roxy, and we I should. Can't wait to see you both. Thank you so much again. We'll Take see you care, soon. honey. Ask Roxy. 
Oh, it's our wonderful Roxy, bless her. Full of useful information. She's amazing. She is amazing. So don't forget, guys, if you've got a question or something you're not sure of that you'd like Roxy's to help on, then obviously you can get in contact with us. You can get in contact with us via email. We are Naughty Couple, N-A-U-G-H-T-Y-C-P-1. That's Naughty Couple with a one instead of an L at yahoo.com or you can contact us we are naughty couple spelled n-a-u-g-h-t-y-c-p-1 and that is on fab swingers yes i mean and that's not just for um asking roxy questions that's if you want to ask myself and mr n anything or you know you just basically want to get in contact with us then please feel free now you guys have been listening to us waffling on for at least 79 hours. 80 hours. Nearly 80 hours. 80 hours of (laughs) filthy, drawn out drivel. (laughs) And thank you for still being with us. (laughs) We've not put you off yet. But it's also really nice to get new people's opinions on things isn't it Mm. people new to the 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 naughty hobby and and you know if you've got a story to tell send us a message yes send us an email if you would like to appear on this show and sort of if you've got any experience of the naughty hobby perhaps you want to go into it and you know you want to to sort of tell us why you want to get into it. Yeah, maybe you've been in the hobby for a while, but you're experiencing something new mm-hmm. uh, and you'd like to share that with us and the listeners. Yeah. That that would be awesome. Perhaps you make double-ended dildos and sell them on Etsy. I just don't <laughs> know. You could come you've been scouring the internet again, Mr. N. <laughs> you've been looking through my search history. <laughs> you can tell us all about it. On uh, by sending us an email and perhaps you could come on the podcast. You can stay completely anonymous. Exactly. Absolutely. And uh, that's just what this young lady did. We spoke to her uh, at Liberty Elite. Yes. We were introduced uh, to her via the, the beautiful Roxy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a quick chat and said, <gasps> we'd love you to come and tell everybody your story. Let's do it. It's time for the main event. <laughs> And now joining us is Shannon. Hello, Hi, my lovely. Welcome Hello. to welcome to Vanilla to Vixen. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. So we literally were just sitting next to you at Liberty Elite just the other the other week, and Mrs. N did her usual thing of arm twisting and. <laughs> And grooming. <laughs> and here you are sitting with us, well, sitting with us over a video link on, on the on the podcast. It's so lovely to meet you. Thank you. Yeah, I was just sat there eating my buffet. You um, were? Yeah, you see, and, I had um, a kindred spirit. <laughs> yeah, and Roxy was like, kind of nudging me, and she was like, Shannon, like, what do you like to like, go on? And I was like, wow. I could just talk the back legs of a donkey and I love the lifestyle, so why not? Perfect recipe, you see. That sounds pretty good. Absolutely. (laughs) That's that's pretty good. So how long have you been in the naughty hobby, as Mrs N calls it? Yeah, um, it's approaching like two years now, um, officially. I did kind of dabble on the scene back in like 2017, but I just kind of visited a club a few times with um, somebody who was seeing. And then I met, like, the father of my children. I was in, like, a very much monogamous relationship for, like, five years or so. And then split up. I was like, I, I, that entire time I've been thinking about those comfy visits that I'd had so many years ago. I was ago, just, like, just going to say, because you know, we have people that obviously dip in and out of, of the hobby. And it's always that bit, especially when you meet somebody and you get into a monogamous relationship. I've always wanted to know, do, do you miss it? Do you miss the hobby? Well, I'd only been to a club twice. So, like I said, I'd just dabbled in it. And... But it, yes, it was something that I very much thought about throughout the relationship. Um, and yeah, like I said, as soon as I came out of that relationship, I very much knew I wanted to go back to it. And I did. So was it Which, was it anything you know, that you kind of approached with um, with your partner at the time? Or was it, did you just literally go straight vanilla relationship? I mean, that people, was it. Some people, it's, it's like really 
off limits. They yeah. could, just couldn't imagine themselves being involved in any way. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I did mention it. Like, he was fully aware that I'd attended clubs when we met. Um, but it just wasn't his thing. Like, he was very much a monogamous person. Towards, like, the end of the relationship, I kind of wanted to explore my sexuality a bit more. And I did bring up the subject of um, maybe exploring with another girl within the relationship. But, again, it, it was just very much, no, it's off limits. So, I was like to respect his wishes and mm. it was something I could live with or live without at the time yeah um, but now there's no way I'd ever <laughs> be able to go back to a monogamous relationship now no way it is, this it, is I, it now for life but you meet so many people that actually now meet in the hobby yeah and then they, 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 just, they just end up sort of coming to the, to the club together it's really nice <laughs> It's interesting you should say that because I was only just having a conversation about this um, the other week where somebody said on somebody's fab profile that they put something like, oh, it's not a dating website. I'm not interested in this. I'm not interested in that. You shouldn't be looking for relationships on fab. And I was like, it's quite an interesting subject, though, because like myself who would if I was to get into a relationship again I would want it to be with somebody who wants to swing with me so it's like well where where do I go to meet people then who wants yeah. to like do you know what I mean and, and considering that everybody in the lifestyle is meant to be liberated yes who, who actually writes the rule that says you can't look for a, a, you call it a love interest or a partner why can't you look for a partner on fab fab's, yeah. a, fab's an open place for liberated people so surely you should be able to advertise that if that's what you're looking for yeah absolutely exactly i agree that's it i, I just don't like that people put limits on fab for things it's like who, who are you to make the rules like yeah, exactly it's, it's what i want to make it Exactly, you know. exactly, absolutely. No, we totally agree with that. See, we're always full of myth-busting. Yes. That's another good myth. Fab is not... Yes, it's, it's a swinging website, but it doesn't mean that you can't advertise that you are looking for a partner as well. Not at all. We, we know lots of, of people that have... Um, well, not necessarily been looking for a partner, but because they've contacted each other via Fab, it, yeah. it's then progressed to an actual relationship, hasn't it? We've even had people at Yeah, our, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not looking for a relationship on fab but like you know if i were to meet somebody and it developed that way then that's also great because i'm not interested in meeting somebody monogamous so you know it just is what it is and yeah i've noticed that on a lot of people's profiles where they put stuff like that and i'm just like just automatically puts me off i'm just like oh no you're not definitely not getting a message (laughs) (laughs) so what what kind of um whetted your appetite so to speak to to sort of look into the the hobby in the first place did did, was it something that somebody had mentioned to you or did you just think to yourself i'm interested i'm going to do a bit of investigate and see what's out there yeah so as i said the first experience i had was it was just somebody who i was seeing at the time who were like a bit of a friends with benefits kind of thing and i literally turned up at his house one day and he was like so there's this sex club around the corner, which is Cam's, and then, um, like, do you want to go? <laughs> I was just like, what? I was like, what? Never even, like, really, like, thought about sex clubs or, well, you know, private members clubs. Yeah. And, um, but, like, I'm just kind of one of them people that's just, like, always up for an adventure, so I was just like, yeah, okay. That sounds pretty cool. Um, it does sound cool. I mean, I can imagine some people would have gone, oh, my God, you know, and being a little mortified of it. But... Starting the car as, as they just... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty terrifying, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was like, what, what the hell do I do? What do I wear? What do, what's going to happen? And then I absolutely loved it. And then, um, like I said, when... I split up with my ex and I wanted to get back onto it. I just kind of joined Fab one day and thought, I'm just going to, like, see what's going on on the scene now. Like, you know, what... I, I didn't know where to start, but Fab was the place to start. And then um, I met somebody on there who introduced me to um, what was the DC Discord at the time. Yes. 
Um, but obviously it's not DC Discord now, is it? Um, but um, I just joined that and that's when I got invited along to DC, met everybody there and that was it. It is it, it is like a little community. Well, it's a big community now. It's like, it's like grown yeah, monstrous. It has. Yeah, and as a single lady on the scene who had no friends on the scene or anything like that, joining the Discord was like one of the best things that happened because like I didn't then have to attend my first club alone. Yeah. Like I, I met people beforehand and, you know, they held my hand to go into the club and I felt safe because, you know, there was people around that I could go to and it was great. Yeah. So that was just like kind of the start of my journey as a single woman on the scene. So that all really started from Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so it's Mr. Yeah. Horny. It's Mr. Horny to blame for all of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. We always blame Mr. Horny. <laughs> yeah, I'm ever so grateful for you know to start off. It's a great place to start because mm. it, there's just nothing more scary, is there? Is a new bit of just even in a couple, but especially as a single lady on the scene, just turning up to a club on your own is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, do you, like do you just do like club meets or do you do, you know, private meets or? So, yeah, I started off doing private meets before I joined the Discord and started going to clubs. Um, I met like single guys, couples and, um, but now, I mean, I do do private meets sometimes, but I am generally like generally like just a club goer. Um, I, I tend to get to clubs once or twice a month, so you know, it's I, I think that's regular enough. Trying to find private meets between that when you're, I'm a single parent as well, so. I don't think I'd really have the time for uh, private <laughs> yeah, meetings as well. Yeah, this is true. I was just, I, I was just interested because obviously we've had people and we've talked about it before on the podcast. The differences between a private meet and a, a club meet, and as a single female, do you think you feel safer having a club meet or rather than oh, private, yeah, or do you just, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, at a club you. Like, can't get much safer than a club, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you ever have a problem at a club, you can just turn to the staff and you're mm. just in the same place. Whereas, you know, obviously at a private meet, you don't really know who you're meeting, do you? Unless you're on, you're on your own, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, you're on your own. We've got verific- I mean, even if they've got verifications, you're not guaranteed to be safe, are you? So, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, it's, it's really weird, you because know, obviously, we. we talk to a lot of single guys who have never been to clubs but they seem more terrified to go to a club they yeah. desperately want to but the nerves often get the better of them yeah most of the single guys who I speak to about clubs um off fab are yeah they're like oh it's just weird for a single guy to go isn't it and I'm like no we want you there <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? Weird. <laughs> it just, I think it's bizarre that they think they're like this taboo, like turning up to a club mm. on your own. I think they think it's like just couples that go or something. Yeah. And yeah. it's weird for a single guy, but I'm just like, I always try to explain to them that like, no, there's like, there's a club and an event for everybody. Like, you don't, yeah. you know, I, I think it's alien. you don't realise the variety. Yeah. You see, I think it's alien to them because obviously, obviously sort of a lot of guys go to pubs and so a guy thinks, you know, they're going groups to pubs traditionally. You go with your mates and, mm-hmm. and so you're going as a group. So I think for a guy, it's more alien to con- just the thought that to consider going to a club completely on your own. Mm. I think that's like, I think it's more alien for a guy probably for a woman. Yeah. For a woman. That's, that's just, just an my interesting yeah. that's an interesting perspective actually because I mean how many guys would just go to the pub on their own? Not many, I don't well, think. They wouldn't really, no. would they? No, so I, like... only probably the married ones that someone <laughs> will get away. <laughs> just yeah, take, take the newspaper, newspaper under their arm. <laughs> Take the, take the dog if the dogs are allowed in and just, just sit there on your own for an hour. 
think I think a lot of them have said to me in the past that they just feel a bit creepy turning up on their own or something, mm. and I'm just like. I, th- I, think, um, I think that's a really good point you make because for the genuine guys, the real nice genuine guys that you meet in the lifestyle, they are terrified of appearing creepy or appearing yeah. like, like predators. Um, and that, that's that's an interesting sort of thought pattern. As, I, I wonder where they get the people who don't have any experience with swinging. I wonder where they get that inception from. Because yeah. if they don't know anything about it, then where are they getting that mm. like, idea from? It's just yeah. a preconceived idea, isn't it? It's yeah. just it's just totally mm. preconceived of what they think. They probably think that like, there's going to be like loads of dirty old men in there in Max. Yeah, probably. I don't know why why people wearing Max are considered dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you not to wear it. <laughs> no. I'm quite clean in my Mac. It, it's it is it is sad to think that the whole thing about private members clubs and things like that there's still a massive perception from people that they're like really seedy and you know mm. and dirty and and all that kind of thing isn't it in in this day and age and it's but as time's yeah. gone on and they've, they've really become more modern now yeah with like jacuzzis and dance floors and star djs i mean the brand new party at liberty elite has got like a proper all-star DJ. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean... I mean, bearing in mind that the, the age ranges are, are quite, you know, yeah. quite big, aren't they? I mean, they're literally oh, wow. from, from 24 upwards, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I visited Pandora's for the first time at the weekend. And um, we went to the FOMO party and we were walking around the club and it was heaving. There must have been like three to 400 people there. It was It was mad. And I'm like walking down the corridor and I went past this group of four people and I gasped. I went, because they must have looked about 16. And I was just like, what? So I was like, <laughs> what? Why do they look so young? And I would say to my friends, like, well, obviously they must at least be 21 to get into the club, but I'm not joking. Like, I was just so shocked. And I was like, oh, God, I just couldn't ever imagine walking to a club at that age. But. Like you just said, like it must be like, you know, becoming a bit more mainstream. Yeah. But, you know, you see people of all ages there, don't you? Yeah. Like, it's happened to yeah. us. And yeah. it, it's happened to us when we've seen people and gone, oh no, they look, look younger. It's, it's like policemen when you see it a policeman, is. which is a very bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> A very bad sign, Dean. We'll just brush over that. You do. You just go. Are they old enough to even drive? Let alone be here. It's like they do look a lot younger, don't they? A lot younger. And every time I saw the, this little group of people, I was just like, "Oh God, feels so old." Feels so old. <laughs> so, as a single female, then Shan. Yeah. Um. Do you have any top tips for any other single females out there? Because that we've probably got listeners that that are thinking, you know, I'd like to sort of, you know, find out a bit more about this hobby we, we and get, everything we get, else. We get a lot of emails saying that we describe the community so sort of as such a lovely community. And it is, it's such a unique, caring community, I think, um, of all different ages. But they've just first, again, like, like the guys, I suppose, some of them have just got that fear of, of of turning up, just, mm. just just literally going for it, that last stage of just going to a club. What would you say to them? Well, I think getting on Fab, getting on the groups, and just contacting people before a club it eased my nerves completely. I think that's a great place to start on the scene because. I think if you're just making friends and obviously bearing in mind, like, you know, being safe as well. But if you like, maybe plan to meet another girl at a club or like a a group of girls that maybe have got um, experience on the scene, I think that's a great place to start. Um, I mean, my best friend in the entire world who I met on the scene, um, when we first met on the Discord and went for a social, she was like, oh, let me give you a fab. And I was like, I had her on Fab, and I was like, oh, he says you messaged me six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, let's we'll see what was said. And she'd messaged me on Fab saying, um, hi, I'm, I'm a new girl on the scene. I'm just reaching out to other girls, trying to make some friends to go to clubs. 
and completely ignored her. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I could have cried. I was like, oh, like, that is so adorable that you're just, like, reaching out to people and, like, you're trying to make friends and then there's me just ignoring you. <laughs> um, but, like, I admire what she did and I said, that's actually a really good idea to just reach out to other girls and, you know, safety and numbers and all that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, absolutely. I think, yeah, just the safety aspect is most important and, you know, just being prepared when you go to a club. Yeah. You know, and making sure you've got everything you need. I mean, and, there's, there's, you know. there's so many different parties now to account for, like different fetishes or kinks, or mm. so. So whatever you're into, really, like you've already mentioned, you have got the, the, the curvy community. You've got, yeah. Um, obviously, you've got like Avanillitavix and Newbie Nights and mm-hmm. things. Um, you got the Black Man's Fan Club, or you've got dark desires yeah you've got so many- yeah i was just about to say that like i think it's important to maybe explore what it is that you're looking for and mm. find the event for you because um for a very long time i would only ever go to like curvy events as a plus-size woman i was absolutely terrified like my body confidence was like zero before I started swinging. I've got to interrupt. You just looked damn uh, stunning in the club when we saw you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Like, yeah, like I, I am very confident now, but when I started, I wasn't. And like the thought of me walking into like a club full of people in my underwear was like, wouldn't have ever imagined doing that in a million <laughs> years. So starting off by going to like DC, for example, um, was just yeah a big confidence builder for me um so that'd be like a big tip i think is just making sure you find maybe your niche when you first start out and then when you feel more confident and you can just start branching out to other events and things like the first time i went to a non like curvy event i was again it was like i felt like i was going to a club for the first time again i was like oh my god what 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 if people don't like me and what if I look weird and blah 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 but then I just realised I'm being so daft because I've never walked into a club and felt like conscious of my body or anything mm. like you know you walk into a room and everyone's like oh my god you're amazing like you're and then that's the, yeah. it's great. and that's that's the beauty of the clubs isn't it because there is that mm. whole thing we say it all the time you know people leave their judgment at the door everybody's there just to have you know a good time and mm. and they don't care people don't care what mm-hmm. what size you are what color you are it, it, remind, it reminds yeah. me of what i was chatting to a guy on fab he was asking about our vegas vixens event and he was really nervous yeah and just just sort of that getting over that final hurdle and he was just again. He was quite conscious about his, his body mm. and and whether people would find him attractive. And I'm like, honestly, this is the most non-judgmental community. This is what it's actually about. Um, and his exact words to me were that he doubted any anywhere was like that in yeah. this day and age, mm. which I thought was really mm. sad. Yeah, that he just he just couldn't get his head around it and, and couldn't believe what the community was like. Um, yeah. do, you think, do you think do you think it's, it's helped your confidence outside of clubs kind of in your professional life or because you said originally that, that you know you, your confidence has grown massively mm-hmm. yeah I think it's 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 completely changed my life swinging like absolutely like my mental health and my confidence and everything is just skyrocketed since I've been um, swinging so just before I started doing this, I remember like how I was in such a bad place. And then now I've met this like amazing group of people who make me feel amazing. And I've met like some of my best friends swinging. And that has like then obviously gone into like my vanilla life where I see those people outside of clubs and you know, some of them have met my kids and we, we we go out together, like, you know, on play dates and things like that. And they support me in my vanilla life now as well. And it's just an amazing thing to be a part of. And, you know, I just can't recommend it to people enough. And yeah, I feel confident in all aspects of life now. So, do, to, so do you keep your, your, 
sort of swinging life and vanilla life completely separate or are there people in your vanilla life that know obviously that you're in the hobby yeah no all of my vanilla friends know yeah um my mom also knows now um (laughs) how did that go (laughs) so so basically i was so my mum likes to let herself into my house unannounced and doesn't tell me that she's coming. And I remember being sat upstairs on my bed talking to said best friend and I had my AirPods in, like I've got them in now. And I'm like, oh God, I've unlocked my door. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just waiting for mum to come in the background of this conversation now. Yeah, and we were discussing um, the girl orgy that we had participated in at the Cam's BBW event. And I was like, just going on about it and I was like oh my god it was amazing blah 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 and the next thing I know I just saw a hand appear <laughs> from the other side of the door and like do you know like the white flag that's been waved yeah. just, my mum's hand like I'm here I'm oh here and I took my effort and I was like oh my god and my mum was just like uh, and I was like um, my mum's here and um, then <laughs> I go and I was like please don't leave me please don't leave me please <laughs> and then she was like no I've got to go and then yeah my mum didn't really like about it but um, it's kind of like it's like the elephant in the room now we don't oh, okay. really speak about it's, it's, it it's not been discussed knows. or anything since and she's not no okay. it's, it's, a hard, it's a hard thing I think especially for somebody who hasn't um, ever been in that community, or yeah. you know, never even stepped foot in a club. Um, I, th- I think to to get your head around what the community's like, and like like you've said, it's not just about sex. You make real friends in there that mm-hmm. that, that transfer to to your day to day life. I mean, we've actually been to like antique shops and things. We have cake shops. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> with with like friends and and so I suppose from the outsider's point of view everybody thinks we're shagging all the time and <laughs> but it's nothing like that as no. you know no we always like laugh to each other we'll be like doing something completely like random and we'll like we'll be like well this is not what I really signed up for <laughs> this sort of swinging like doing like like when my friend was poorly I remember like driving over to like a house and picking up a prescription for a doctor off and oh. doing some shopping I was like well I didn't sign up for this I'll start swinging <laughs> <laughs> you just never well, know where it's going to lead you do you <laughs> mine took me to some random pharmacy in Chesterfield to pick somebody's <laughs> prescription who thought that yeah. Um, but yeah it's just I, I just can't imagine my life without it now and how how would you say your your life has changed from when you went to your very first club to sort of where you are now? Um. So do you mean like my life in general, or like yeah. my? Well, also um, and also your you know whatever your dynamic is or kinks or anything is that changed since you first started? Uh, your kinks or? always change, don't they? Your kinks always change. Oh yeah, like obviously, yeah. I, I've my dynamic has constantly changed. So I've not just explored as a single lady. I was in a relationship for like six months last year where we um, continue to obviously swing. And I have explored like the friends of benefits and stuff like that. So, it, you know, I have like explored a few different dynamics and I have also explored kink quite a lot um, throughout the last couple of years um but like you said like you your boundaries and your preferences and everything just completely develops all the time and that's one big thing that has shocked me from like when I first walked into a club and now when I walked into that club first time I was like yeah I know who I am I know my sexuality I know what I'm into and now like comparing like now to then I was just like, I can't believe how much it has changed mm. and developed. Like, you know, it's, it's just 
It's full of surprises and you learn so much about yourself. You do. And do do you think that's down to people that you've met in the hobby and maybe, you know, what they're into is kind of made you think, oh, actually, I quite fancy trying that. Or do you just think it's something that, that you've developed yourself? All things you see. I think it's both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some things that I probably can't even, like, talk about. (laughs) No, honestly, Shannon, this this is a no-holds-barred podcast. You go for it. (laughs) No, like, I've just seen some things that have, like, shocked me, and I'm just like, but now, like, like, it just seems normal to me. Like, like, it's a bit similar to what you were discussing on the last episode about, um, well, the last episode that was aired about... Um, what had happened yeah. at your event yeah. that you couldn't really talk about. But, like, I'm, I've just obviously been sat wondering what that could be, and I was just thinking, well, it, it probably wouldn't have shocked me, <laughs> to be fair, like, with the things that I've seen. <laughs> but then, obviously, some people, like, more new to it, are just a bit like... Mm. Yeah. You know, everybody's, everybody develops, but once you've been in the club scene for a while I think it just gets to a point where you're like what have I not seen now and people tell you stories and you go that's interesting yeah yeah exactly I remember when we went to our very first fetish event and we sat actually talking to a guy in pink PVC uh, I think it was like a pink PVC nurse's outfit wasn't it and like the old me from years ago would have been like what the fuck? What, what you know? What, what, what is going on? But yeah. I, I just—it was just interesting chatting to him and talking. He, he was got—he got a real fetish for PVC, hadn't he? Yeah. And and it was just—I was just interested. And I think I think you kind of see beyond. Totally. You know the the I can't think of the right word, but you know like the the outer shell kind of thing. You see yeah. beyond what's there. Yeah, I mean a few. A few weeks ago, I was at um, Purple Mambas at um, Gracious Creatures. Oh, yeah. Yes, with the, the lovely sexy squirrels. Yeah, amazing, love those guys. And I was ready to leave at the end of the night, and my friend disappeared upstairs. And I was like, well, we're getting kicked out at two o'clock, and it was like half one, so I was like, well, this is going to be like a quick job, and then we'll be going. And one so I <laughs> Yeah, so I thought, right, I'm just going to get dressed because at that point I was ready for my post called McDonald's and I was like <laughs> tired and so I, I put my things on that I always put on, on the way out and I was just sat there in my, in my um, fluffy slippers on. As we do, as we do, absolutely. Waiting to leave and then it was sat next to me and he was having a good old chat and everything and... I was like, he was just keeping me company while I was waiting for my friend. And then, like, he was like, oh, you can put my your leg up on me if you want to relax. I was like, okay. And then um, I was like, do you like my slipper socks? They're really fluffy if you want to feel them. <laughs> and he went, no, I can't do that. And I was like, why? And he was like, because I've got a foot fetish and I'm worried about where it's going to lead. <laughs> and I was like... There's another guy sat next to me. I'm just having a chat with him while this is happening. And then next thing he says, Do you mind if I take your socks off? I was like, Yeah, all right, go for it. Took my socks off. And then he just carried on, and things were just like developing. And I'm still just sat there having a chat with this other person, like nothing's happening. And then next thing you know, I just felt his mouth lock onto my toes. And I was like, and I got nothing like sexual from it whatsoever but I thought this is probably making his night so I was like I'm not doing anything else so you might as well just carry on what you're doing happy to oblige right this other guy is like looking a bit like sheepish and I was like what's up with you I was like have you got a foot fetish as well and he was like yeah I was like, are you joking me? These <laughs> guys did not know each other whatsoever. So I've got one foot on that guy, one foot on the other guy, right? And then they was like having a bit of banter, like kind of fighting over me a little bit. And I just went, look, guys, there's plenty of feet to go around. Don't, don't argue over me. Next thing, my friend walks into the room and she was just like, what the hell is going on in here? 
like, I leave you for five minutes like, and look what happens. Yeah, she was like, I've left you for five minutes. She said, I just walked down the stairs and all I heard was, right, boys, there's plenty of feet to go around. Don't no fighting over me. And she was like, oh, I know what she's doing now. <laughs> and I walked out, right. When um, you've been in the bath too long and your fingers start to go a bit wrinkly. Really well, my feet fell like that. <laughs> When I was walking out, I was like, that's how long I was sat there, you know, having my toes sucked. And I just said to my friend, I was like, do you know if like, I go and tell my vanilla friends tomorrow what I got up to on this Friday night? They're just going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> to me, I was like, that, I didn't even bat an eyelid. I was like, that was totally normal to me. I'd, I'd love um, to know what it is. I think your description, is. The description of that is so true. Yeah. yeah what, what, what appears to be really weird is just totally normal. Normal, exactly. I am absolutely fascinated what sort of sexual thing they get out of with feet yeah it's just it's just a yeah people with feet uh, we have been talking about this in one of the telegram groups i'm in um because there's a guy there as well who's like into feet and um i'm not quite sure exactly what it is but it, it seems to be like a lot more popular than i thought you know like yeah. foot fetishes we, we, i have quite we, a lot of messages on fab about it we need to we need to get a feet fetish guy on the show we do don't we because i am i am actually quite um interested in the whole you know what psychology behind yeah exactly i'd love to know so if there's any listeners out there who have got a foot fetish we want to hear and we'd be happy to have a chat with us please get in contact because we'd love to know mrs n will send a photo of her foot in return with pleasure with pleasure I'll send you a pair of my fluffy socks if you want. Oh, that's it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> when we first kind of went into the hobby, and I think doing the podcast, so I think it kind of threw us into exploring more kinks than probably mm-hmm. we were not not comfortable with, I would have said, because we were, we were quite open to exploring everything. But I think we certainly explored things a lot faster than we would have done. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were huge fascination, but we also wanted for the listeners to sort of say to them, look, this, this is what's out there. Mm. Because there's a lot of things you don't, you don't know about if you're not into that particular yeah. kink. I think our biggest, yeah. surpri- our biggest surprise was sensation play. Yeah. We had no idea about BDSM and sensation play. We, we we were like one of the muggles that thought it was just all about whipping the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've learned so much about kink since I started doing this. But I, I, what I found interesting is like the kind of crossover between swinging and kink yeah. is a lot different than what I expected it to be. So I just expected that to you know, in a club that, it, you know, anybody can do whatever they want in regards mm. to kink. And I had an experience where I was participating in some kink play and it was in my hotel room at camp. So technically I was in a private area, but there was quite a few people who joined us in the room. Mm. Now, I was participating in some, like, pretty heavy impact play. And... um Afterwards, one of my friends who was in there came up to me, really concerned, and she was like really upset. She was like, "I really didn't like seeing you get hurt like that." Yeah. Um, she's like, "I'm really concerned for you and stuff like that." And I had to sort of explain to her that, like, you know, it's okay. Like me and my partner at the time, um, you know, we have safe words, we discuss mm. boundaries, and everything that happened was consensual, and I'm totally okay. It, it is but a then, it's a scene, isn't it? It's it's explaining to someone that it's not real; it's a scene. You 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 you're kind of acting it out. Yeah, almost but it was at that moment I realised that doing kink anywhere and everywhere is not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because she obviously didn't realise that that we're going to go to that extent, mm. and she kind of didn't consent to see that. And I did that in front of her. And I felt incredibly guilty at the time because I was just kind of new to mixing, swinging and kink and I didn't realise that was an issue until, you know, I realised how concerned and scared she was for me Hmm. and for my safety. And I had to like sit and explain to her everything. And then from then on, 
I've been extremely careful about where I do kink and, mm. you know, to what extent. Mm. Um, I mean, like, I was with somebody in, like, one of the clubs who was, like, going a bit far with, like, spanking and stuff, and I was, like, explaining to them, like, you know, the people around us are not consenting to see that. Mm. So, you know, you've just got to be a bit of aware of, you know, other people around you and not... Yeah, take that's, it too absolutely. Far. that's exactly what it's about, isn't it? it? It's, is. just, it's just, I mean, when you go in there, we always say to people that you leave your judgment at the door, but it's also about having some consideration yeah. for those around you. And I, th- I think that's especially a- in open play areas where yes. there's, there's lots of people that you wouldn't necessarily know, hmm. um, and you don't know what level they're at or what their kinks are or anything. Yeah, but I mean, we've re- recently just got um, the dungeon area of Liberty Elite. It's only a tiny, tiny, just a few little bits in there. But it's a great way for people to just see sort of gentle flogging and mm-hmm. and things. So that if, you know, they can just watch from the dance floor, from the safety of the dance yeah. floor. So you can't kind of act out a scene or anything. It's not like true uh, sort of what you would describe as a, as a, as a fet night. Yeah. But it's just a gentle, mm-hmm. it's just a gentle sort of, you can watch gentle play. And then you can sort of discover if that kind of thing. Yeah, turn and that's you on. what it's all about, isn't yeah. it? Just like exploring and you know figuring out who you are and what you like and what you don't like. Mm. Because if you've if you've never had the opportunity to explore that, then how are you ever going to know? So exactly. and, and talk, yeah. talking to people like yourself and and people that have experienced it who can teach you so much. Just, you know, when, when we first went into it, it, the conversations were so fascinating with people. Yeah. We could we could spend from 8.30 till 2 o'clock in the morning just talking about mm-hmm. stuff. It, that, that was one of the best bits of, yeah. of going to a club. Mm-hmm. De- definitely. Well, we just, we, we love listening to people's journeys and people's stories, don't we? Yeah. Um, you know, good or bad. Mm. Because it, it's that's the whole thing about our podcast is the fact that it it's it shows the real side of the of the naughty hobby you know mm-hmm. it's not sensationalized in any way it's not all hollywood and everything and you know oh, unfortunately yeah unfortunately <laughs> there are times when things don't particularly go mm. well um and then there are times where you have the most amazing experiences yeah absolutely well that's it i mean like anything that's worth doing is not always going to be easy is it i yeah. mean you know, especially when, I mean, I know like some couples I've met on the scene who just turn up to a club and then they go home and leave it at the door. Like they don't make friends on the scene yeah. or anything. They literally use it just for the sex. But I think a lot of, like, especially a lot of people who I'm friends with, like, you know, we take our swinging friendships seriously. Like, you know, <laughs> we're, we're in it for the friendships as well. And I think sometimes that's when it can get a little bit, um, of an issue as well because when you've got so many people like you know swapping partners and like you know creating connections Mm. and you know it can sometimes get a little bit messy sometimes but I think it's as long as like being open and honest with people I think that's always you know I think that's great advice to do I think I think the minute you are in a situation where we one of our golden rules is that we always sort of say to, to couples, we've had we've had questions, haven't we, for Roxy? And, yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> one of our golden rules is the minute you're in a situation where you feel you either can't tell your partner or you can't tell another friend something else that somebody's mm-hmm. said or anything, then you know that that situation's not a good situation to be in, isn't yeah. it? So yeah. So just, just step back. That, that's yeah. our golden rule. But yeah. Well, yeah, that is another tip for like, anybody on the scene, not just single girls. Like, always be open and honest. Like, yeah. as soon as you start like kind of keeping things from people about how you feel about something or you know an issue that you've had, um, not only can that like take an emotional toll, but that can also like put things like safety into concern as well. Like. You know, if you're not getting across your boundaries and your feelings, then, you know, you can end up getting hurt in more ways than one. Yeah. And, you know, it's not just as simple as turning up and 
having sex and going home. Like you need to be having these important conversations with people. That's so true. Um, so true. So true. I can't remember who, not, when, when we first did the, the kink thing and the fetish thing. I can't remember who it was. Whether it wasn't Roxy. I can't remember who it was now. I think whether it, whether it was Delicious Debs that, that kind of pre-warned me, and she went, "When you go up onto that cross," she went. Don't be a dickhead. She said, don't try being strong. <laughs> you, yeah. you honestly say <laughs> Of course, I was a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever done anything, Shannon, where you've, you've thought to yourself, oh, geez, I'm never doing that again. And then have you ever done something that, that you thought, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to like it and then absolutely ended up loving it? Like I said, I'm, I'm quite open and I will, like, try most things once. There's, I'm very much a person, when, especially when it comes to kinky stuff, like, I don't really have that many limits, to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> or anything. But um, I, I um, tried electric bike recently, you know, with, like, the ones yeah. and, like, oh, yeah, yeah. the tinsel things. And, um, like, I was like, that looks absolutely freaking terrifying. And um, I tried that and that was actually really, really really nice really enjoyed it um but my friend tried it the weekend as well at pandora's and she was like i am never doing that again she was like, <laughs> like, she was like it feels like getting a tattoo and it's horrible and i was just like yeah but, but I, i'm quite a masochist when it comes to like kink play and i enjoy the pain side of it so yeah. that was like quite good for me and it's been nice to explore that in like a safe way as well um Oh, I'm trying to think of something that I've done that I, I wouldn't ever do again. That was the wrong question to I'm ask just, you, wasn't I it? I think I'm just bloody filthy. <laughs> <laughs> right now, there will, I be, love it. there will be thousands of listeners going, I want to meet Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't think of anything. <laughs> I, I actually remember with the, with the electrical play because obviously we've got the vanilla to vixen.co.uk store and smooth mr m i know, I know but it's essential to the story <laughs> it is genuinely essential to the story and we got the we got a cattle prod oh one, one, one of the suppliers actually did this full like brand new like cattle prod thing oh, and it looked like wow, a cattle okay i was alone on my ho on my own <laughs> Never tried, never tried electrical play before. So I just thought, if I do it through my jeans, it's not going to really hurt much. <laughs> I didn't realise it had a little controller on the bottom of it, so it was on full. What maniac! <laughs> what maniac! What maniac in the factory goes? I know, as a factory preset, we'll put it on to number like five or whatever is the top one. And I was like, no, I'll just give it a go. Stuck it into my thigh, pressed it. I, I thought Mrs. N was just going to fire me in a heap on the floor. <laughs> the thing with that, the, the, the cattle prod thing, it was more the noise that scared me. So every time it did the little, like, electric shock thing, I, you know, I'd jump before it actually even touched me because it was that that was making me, me, you know, scared. It was... Although when we, when we did do the whole um, episode when we did the BDSM with uh, Master Paul and Lady Selena, yeah. Master Paul showed me um, uh, some equipment that he got. It was like um, a bit like electrodes, is it? Electrode? Was it the, what, the glove? No, well, he had he had little gadget things, yeah, but they but they did like an they run an electric current through it. Yeah, that I was like, do you know what I that think? Was, that I, was a glove. Was, no, that, it wasn't just a glove. He had other bits. You didn't see it. You were too busy being beaten to death. <laughs> This is, true. By, this is true. I can't remember her name, but she was literally beating the crap out of yes. you. Um, and I actually looked at that and I thought, do you know what? I think I would really enjoy that because it was very much sensation. More tingly. Yeah. Rather than... Yeah, they've got all sorts of different like, attachments you can use and different like different pieces of equipment. Like, I've tried it quite a few different places now. I mean, I've, I've even got a friend who brings their electric kit to the BBW at CAMS. Like, I can remember walking through and I was like, what's that noise? <laughs> and I was trying to order, I could just see, like, these electric things. I was like, what the hell's going on in here? <laughs> and it was like, Shannon, get laid down. Come on, let's give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> Roxy's advice is always try something twice if you don't like it after the second time you know you definitely don't like it <laughs> so is there anything that's been 
what would you say was probably the most extreme thing that you've tried? So, um, you know, I, I, I've probably tried most things to the point of I enjoy like water sports, things like that. Um, it's probably like anything bar poo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apart from that, yeah. I'm probably good with, to be fair. You know, you'd. I mean, I haven't actually really been to that many kink events as such. Um, I think I I get stuck in a bit of a I don't want to say a rut because it makes it sound like it's a bad thing, but going to the same clubs and the same events yeah, that yeah, I don't yeah. explore other things yeah. as much. So I really need to start exploring a bit more um, kink events and stuff this year. I think excellent. Yes, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. It's okay. I'm sorry if I overshared. No, no not at all. We love people all. who overshare. I'm such an overshare. No. And it's just lovely chatting to you. It's it been is, really my interesting. darling. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I've started going to like more socials recently, which I never used to do. Like, I always used to be like, oh, what's the point in that? No yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shagging there. But, um, like, um, we've started going for the full weekend in Birmingham for the Cam's BBW event. And like, we've started going the night before now and just like going out for drinks with people and stuff and, you know, going for some food and. I've just really, really enjoyed doing that. Mm -hmm. And I think getting to more socials and stuff is really nice because, like, you do get to know people at clubs, but you don't really get that as enough one-on-one, one on one, like, quality conversation, do you? Because so it true. is really, just, really true, yeah. There's that many people to, like, go and talk to and get around to. You just and you've not up. seen them for months and months and that, and you just, yeah, get chatting. And, yeah. Yeah, so true. Yeah, so it is nice to have times like this and, you know, going to socials and stuff to chat with people. It's so lovely. Thank you so much. Well, when, you, when you've discovered and, and played with some new things and whatever, we'll have to get you back on, honey. Yeah, something that we can actually talk about. No, it's brilliant. <laughs> it is brilliant. Uh, Thank oh. you so much, Shannon. Thank, Thank you, my you. darling. Hopefully, we'll get welcome. to see you again soon. No worries. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, no. You're Thank welcome. you for doing it for us, Chick, honestly. Yeah. Okay, and I'll see you soon, guys. Take care, Take my care. darling. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.